say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome to Movies, Films, and Flicks. I am Mark Hoffmeyer, and joining me is a man who thinks he would have an easier time surviving in 13 Ghosts than he would in Friday the 13th, 13 Assassins, The 13th Warrior, Assault on Precinct 13, Apollo 13, and District B13. It's David Cross. Hey, what's going on? I mean, that's, uh... a, that's a bold statement. You were saying that earlier. You think you could survive easier in 13 Ghosts than any of these movies. It's true. I absolutely could. Are you kidding me? I mean, like, <laughs> well, what, why is it so, like, so, I mean, I, Apollo 13, we'd be done, right? Because the astronauts yeah. would be like, why are you here? Mm -hmm. I, I'm yeah. thinking, like, we're in, so we, we haven't had the training. We're not Ryan Gosling, you know? Yeah. Well, well, it was, wouldn't that be, um... Well, that was Apollo 11. No, that was, which Apollo? <laughs> Apollo 11. That was Apollo 11, right? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think which, which one is Tom Hanks. That's, I thought that was Apollo 13. Tom Hanks. You know what? Oh, yeah, that's Apollo. Yeah, I just wanted to throw in Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I think if we were up there with Tom Hanks, he could maybe get us back. He could try his best, but we'd still be in trouble. Yeah, I would be absolutely useless. I would just basically float around and be moral support. <laughs> and 13th Warrior, if you and I took part in a Viking battle against a bunch of cannibals, we'd be done. Oh, yeah, yeah. They would probably shoot us with arrows before we got anywhere near it. Yeah, we would get pegged by about 80 of them. There's one guy in that scene who just gets leveled by them. <laughs> 13 assassins, I'd be in trouble. B-13, I'm 36. I can't jump like those guys. No. <laughs> I have no chance. I can never jump. Friday the 13th? I mean, I think I'd have the easiest chance doing that because I don't like camping. Y yeah, that's true. But um, it really depends on what what sequel you're talking about. Well, you know what? If it was Jason Goes to Hell, Adam Clement and I just talked about that, I could be a random diner patron who gets shot, or one of the cops who gets shot, or I could be in Manhattan and get wiped out. Yeah. So I, I guess there's a possibility. So I, I was thinking about this earlier, and I think the Jason that you don't want to screw with the most is the one from Jason X. Oh, no, no way. <laughs> that guy Hard wipes out a bunch of guns, gunmen. Yeah, he, he, he wrecks Marines, basically. Uh, at least one Marine. I gotta um, say, that's the dorkiest movie I've ever watched, and I kind of love it. And I mean that it has, in a nice way. Oh, yeah, it has amazing, fantastic 
one-liners. I, I, I remember seeing that in the theater, and I was so hyped for it. It was at that time when horror movies were all doing the the monster in space thing, like mm-hmm. Hellraiser, Leprechaun. Uh, they all did space, and it was so good. Friday the Thirteenth is one of my favorite monster franchises, uh, and that's the one I'm most scared about. And what's weird about that franchise, and I was also thinking about this, is that we don't really know Jason's power. We don't. Well, we don't know if he's a zombie or if he's some type of revenant. Uh, he's kind of all over the place. Is he? Well, I guess the remember in Jason Goes to Hell, the Necronomicon awakens mm-hmm. him. So then he's a little slug creature that can take over bodies. And Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah. That's the one at the very beginning of the movie. He is blown up. <laughs> and then he's, taken, he's taken to a morgue and then the mortician eats his heart and turns into Jason. Yeah. And and then the the anti the, the, the monster hunter shows up. Um, great. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe you remember that name. That's impressive. I just potted about it last night with Adam Clement and uh, it's the one before this. It's going to be about Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter and Jason goes to hell the final Friday. Oh my God. Uh, I'm really excited about that. And I, I pushed Adam to the limit on that one. I got him frustrated because all I wanted to do was talk about Mahoney and Jason goes to hell. A random character is told to clean up Jason. And Adam's, Adam's head almost exploded because he's been wanting to talk about those movies for about 15 years now. And I just wanted to talk about Mahoney. <laughs> so, but the point I was making with, with that character is like in the first, what, three, he's a human. Yeah. And then the fourth one, he's a human. And then he's a zombie for two. And then by the time he gets to Jason X, he has regenerative capabilities. So I, you're never quite sure what he is. I, yeah, he was frozen for like 3,000 years. Yeah, yeah. That's impressive. But, uh, but I guess we I guess we could still get away from him. Like, we'll get, get away from the human ones. Yeah, uh, we could walk. Could, we could walk away from him. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. He has that weird ability to just pop up anywhere. You know, I did that a data post on movies, films, and flicks where the girl's in the little disco lounge and Jason takes Manhattan. And everyone thinks that he's teleporting, but he's just shuffling side to side. <laughs> I did the like I did the 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 time on it. I'm like he could just side shuffle and just make it there. And that's why she looks so confused. She's like, "Why is this hockey masked man shuffling in front of me?" <laughs> was he trying to dance with her? I think so because he was in a little <laughs> disco area. So I've got to say that uh, this podcast is is you're you're the reason why we did this one. You messaged me one day and you're like, "Hey, I think 13 Ghosts would be great for your pod." And I said, "Well, you should come on and do it." Yeah, yeah. And the reason I, I messaged you about this this particular podcast is that – or this particular episode or movie is that it's very strange. And I remember loving it when I was like 17 and 18. Like yeah. I was really into it. Uh, and I wanted to go back and revisit it. Uh, it also helps that I'm really into horror movies, and this is one that I had very good fond memories of. And watching it again – so I, I watched it again, and I read – the review from Ebert, and he gave it, I think, 0.5 out of 4. He hated it. But he talked about the set design and the production design in this film. And watching it again after after so many years, I never appreciated any of the um, sound design, but I – or not, uh, like, I never, I never appreciated the production design, but watching it again, it looks beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the best parts of the movie. Uh I think it doesn't give enough credit for how good it looks like, and the the idea that you're at a haunted house and instead of having it be dark and black and covered, uh, it's see-through, it's glass, it flips the script on the entire concept. Yeah, it was, and I don't know if you, we watched the same making of documentaries, but I loved how the director, 
uh, Jeff Beck, who, who also did Ghost Ship and a lot of special effects in prior movies, he was talking about how it was a really cool idea, but it was a pain in the ass to shoot because everywhere you looked, there was a crew member drinking coffee, which when I was on set, that would have been me because I, I drank a lot of coffee on film sets. So they, I would have been in camera. They would have hated me on that film set. There's Hoff in the back <laughs> drinking coffee again. But, I mean, this is a daring – not daring, but they went – they thought outside the box, but then they kind of put themselves in a box in terms of shooting and shadows and reflections. And they admitted that it was very hard. But technically, I think this is a very polished movie, like you said. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We did definitely watch the same behind the scenes. Yeah. Because one of the one of the things that I wanted to mention from the behind the scenes is that they described the ghosts as juicy. Yeah. <laughs> he and said that, more juice. Yeah, that's that's the craziest description of a ghost I've ever heard. It's also the absolute most disturbing. Like I never want to be somewhere and someone's like, make this dude more juicy. <laughs> I got I got a really random fact for you, and the only way I know this is because I read a book about the the guy who directed all the Ernest movies, John Cherry. Mm -hmm. And when he made Ernest Scared Stupid, he admitted that he made the creature too scary, and there was too much snot on the creature. So he <laughs> no. went, yeah, he said he said I just want more snot, more snot. And then Disney was pissed at him because they're like you you frighten children all over the world with this film because he was so juicy. So it worked in this movie. I, I remember when I watched this, what, in 2001 in the theater, I was 19, and I was jumping all over the place. I remember this movie hitting me pretty hard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have a comment about Ernest Scared Stupid. Uh -oh. I went as Ernest two Halloweens ago from that movie, and I had a, I had a jar of Miak. Did you really? <laughs> and no one in my office got it. And they're oh. like, who are you? And I was like, I'm Ernest. Would you like some Miak? Miak? <laughs> Pure Bulgarian Miak. <laughs> I would have high-fived you, dude. Yeah, I, I felt so old. I was like, oh, I can't believe none of you know who this is. I want to do it. I want to get dressed like him, carry around a turtle from Ernest Goes to Camp, and just sing that song during karaoke. Like, gee, I'm glad it's raining. <laughs> just belt that song out. I love those uh, movies. So I also read Ebert's review, and, and he had some really good one-liners in there. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, like, the experience of watching the film is literally painful. Yeah. Is one thing he said. <laughs> and you should watch it from the theater next door. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, and he also did a really great description of the ghosts. He called them, uh, they look like the pages of heavy metal, metal brought to life, and I thought that was a wonderful description. Uh, but he, in my research... He got the movie, right? He got, I mean, he got half the movie. Yeah. Like he, he, it, he's right in the terms that it, it's weak on some plot, and they definitely rehash a lot of things multiple times to oh, pad yeah. it out to ninety-one minutes. <laughs> they tell you the same ghosts thirteen, like thirteen <laughs> times. Here's yeah. the thirteen ghosts for the fourteenth time, and you're like, oh, brother. So there's this scene right before they get to the library to get protected, and it's just like them showing the hallway. There's yeah. nothing happening in it. It's just the hallway. They're like, oh, we have. We're, contractually obligated to do 91 minutes here's a minute of hallway <laughs> yep. he's like we built this we're shooting it <laughs> uh but what what i was getting at is that i it led me when i was reading uh ebert's review it led me down a rabbit hole and i found this list of ebert's most hated movies did you did you find that as well yeah, and, and and i got his book i hate 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 hated this movie uh when there's i have that i think i read that review in it he hates this movie yeah but i i wanted to mention some of the movies that it's like in the same same 
range as. Ooh. And these are movies that I don't think are bad, but Ebert included it in his list. So there's Joe Dirt. I love Joe Dirt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this one's this one's gonna blow your mind. Stargate. What? I know. I know. Uh, Constantine. What? And then the- Resident Evil. I love Resident Evil. Yeah, I love all those movies. Like, Roger Ebert and I, we don't get along, apparently. We're potting about Constantine next week. That's our next podcast. Oh, my God. This is so so many previews. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm dropping and, – and listen to episode 53 where we talk about one of these movies I'm sure that we've talked about already. <laughs> I guarantee it. Go to episode 53. I don't know what it is. But now I have to say, I know we're jumping all over the place, and this is a spoiler podcast. We're spoiling everything. But when I watch this movie, I – specifically remember the the juggernaut correct the juggernaut yes the one at the beginning yeah i remember the juggernaut at the end picking up matthew lillard and breaking his back on his knee so when i saw him pick matthew lillard up i'm like oh he's about to slam his knee into his back and snap it like bane and dark knight rises and then he smashes lillard on that pole above his head and i freaked out i was like (laughs) what when I first saw this in the theater, I, I lost my mind because yeah. not only was Matthew Lillard the best character in this film, he was probably the best actor, at least the best actor at the time in the film. I mean, Tony Shalhoub's great, but he wasn't he wasn't swinging for the fences. No, he, uh, this is a paycheck movie for Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I, I lost my mind because, like, he's the only character I like. What's going on? <laughs> I, I'm a big Matthew Lillard guy. I've been defending him for a long time. I was stoked to see him in, in Twin Peaks, The Descendants. He was in that show, The Bridge, really good. I've always thought he was a good actor, and I really liked his turtleneck in the beginning of this movie. <laughs> his turtleneck game was strong. His his wardrobe choice was strong. After he took his orange jumpsuit suit off, and he had, like, a laser shoot suit yeah. underneath. <laughs> <laughs> he looked awesome. I know. Now, I do want to say something. This is the only movie ever that features a fist fight between F. Murray Abraham and Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> was it a fist fight? <laughs> I mean, they, they threw a couple knuckles, and then they started kind of – they started wrestling. And I just went, is this an action scene between F. Murray Abraham and and Tony Shalhoub? I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> and then Tony Shalhoub does a 15-foot leap. I went, hey, Tony Shalhoub. Um, he just leaped like 15 feet to save the day at the end. Like, here's the thing about that leap. What what did he accomplish? Everything else was already blowing up. He basically trapped himself. Yeah. <laughs> he, he like he barely saved the day. The the housekeeper maid was the one who blew everything up in the basement. Yeah, she did all the work. Yeah, that's that's why they pair. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, you're right. I like I like it too. Where she's like, I don't do any all, any of this stuff, but then she saves the day. That's probably what she does in the house. Keeps everyone sane. <laughs> Because we learn in the beginning her cooking's not good, and Shannon Elizabeth has to cook, and her cooking's bad. Because Tony Shalhoub gives it a look. Well, I, I remember Shannon – Shannon what is this, Shannon Elizabeth? Yeah, Shannon Elizabeth. I remember her being a more significant part in this film yeah, when I watched it as a teenager. There's no role, right? She disappears. Yeah, she she's like, oh, I like bathrooms. That's her entire story arc. I like bathrooms. She disappears and then shows back up minus the scratches from the jackal and gets saved by – her dad. Well, her shirt was back in place. I, I don't know about her shirt, but her, her face got torn up. Oh, yeah, up. you're right. But her face was fine at the end. Her shirt, I don't know. She loved bathrooms. Yeah. That's a, that's a really weird story arc. There's a 10-minute <laughs> scene inside a bathroom in this movie where she's just looking in the mirror. Yeah, smelling smelling perfume and then being sort of haunted by the angry princess. Yeah, the, the, she does a fake-out stab at Shannon. Now, yeah. would these ghosts actually hurt people? 
So that's a really good question. I think some of them would, but maybe not all of them. Did you watch the behind the scenes that gave you the backstory about all of them? Uh, I, I I have a link a uh, link I have a link here that explains the background of all of them, but yeah. I didn't watch the one where they were all explained. Yeah, I I watched. I think nine out of the 12, I didn't get to the last two and I read those. Uh, but most of them have really tragic backstories and have hurt people. Like the, the Jackal was uh, a rapist and murderer who went into a sane asylum and then burned up in a sane asylum. Mm. Yeah. He's like uh, the, the dude from Drac- Dracula. Ren- uh, Renly. Who, yeah, Renly, who gets the box over his head and goes crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're pretty... I think most of them, a good chunk of them would hurt people. Oh, okay. Like the giant baby would, uh, definitely the the juggernaut, but he's the only one that they explicitly say it in the movie. They're like, you've killed 40 people. I think they knew, I think they kind of painted themselves in a corner with that big guy, the baby and his mom, because oh, yeah. you couldn't feature them in an action scene or running because that would look silly. So you just have to have them standing there with pea soup drivel on his face. Yeah, I like how they gave the baby an axe to make him look more menacing, and he's just like swinging it behind his behind his back yeah. at the very end. You know, I'm like, that's I guess that's creepy, but I could definitely outrun both of you. <laughs> now, I, I want to say I was watching this kid, right? And I I told my wife Megan, I'm like, hey, this isn't scary, and she's like, Mark, if you were in there, that'd be horrifying. And I, I was like, you have a point. That's right. I mean, if you saw a child with an arrow in his head with an axe. Oh, yeah. no, no, not an axe, but like a little kid. Oh, uh, we're talking about something else. My bad. I mixed up the two kids. We had the baby with the axe, right? And then we had the kid with the arrow in his head. Yeah, who, who has uh, Native American feather, but dressed as, dressed as a cowboy. It's interesting. Interesting yeah. stylistic choices. Yeah, I feel like they, they put a lot more effort into like explaining these ghosts, but then just left it out of the movie, right? Like, like they could have maybe just focused on like one or two, like have the jackal or the the juggernaut be the really the main ghost that scares everyone, yep. and just actually give their backstory it would probably make it better. You know what they could have done, and I know this isn't a do it better thing, but they could have gotten rid of Embeth uh, Davidits from Schindler's List and Army of Darkness, got rid of that character, right? Uh, the ghost liberator, and <laughs> just have. Matthew Lillard know that information, and then you could expand upon the ghosts. Yeah, that would have been much better. Because uh, uh, then the the second act reveal would have been that Tony Schlup's wife was one of the ghosts that he caught, instead of the reveal being her, she's actually a bad person. Yeah, she And then she just sort of gives it away, too. She's like, yeah, he, he captured your wife. And then they <laughs> yeah. get over it pretty quickly. That's a really good good observation. How long do you think this movie actually lasts? Or how long do you think they were in that house? Because, oh, gosh. Um, well, she spent about seven hours in the bathroom. Yeah, minimum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was it, The sun hadn't come up yet, right? When the house blew up? The snow had hadn't. And they got there late. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a few hours, four hours? I I was guessing one to two hours. Total. Yeah, that makes it. Once it kicks off, it it doesn't kick off until... Like, 30 minutes, they get to the house. Yeah, and then 45 minutes in, and then all the ghosts start happening. Yeah. And and then it's just like a crazy mishmash if you're in the basement, and you're like, I don't understand what's happening. Is the house moving? I think the house is moving. Can it's they, very confusing. Can they go upstairs? One of them went upstairs, but can the other ones go upstairs? <sighs> I Well, they had to have gone upstairs because all the ghosts at the end went upstairs to the middle of the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but... And they chased him upstairs when they got to the library, 
But then most of them stayed in the basement. You're right. That's a little I, weird. I want to talk about the beginning of this movie. There's an explosive fence. Oh, my God. I'm glad you noticed that. I did, too. <laughs> what makes the fence explosive? <laughs> I was like, wait. Yeah, because the fence it exploded, correct? Yeah, it, it was just the, a, a truck hit it. It explodes. And I was like, is it made of, like, I don't know. It was just really crazy to see that. Like, you Usually, when you see a movie, you just, like, run through it, and that's fine. That's the action that started the movie. Yeah. Maybe metal on metal creates a spark, but that was an explosion. <laughs> that was an explosive I'm... lock. And then I have... Oh, sorry. Oh, go for it. I have a lot of a lot of questions at the beginning of this movie. Like like I think you'll probably hit this one, but why are they wearing transparent raincoats? It's a great question. I'm wondering what who how do you hire these henchmen? <laughs> well, no one seemed to care at all that their their friends were getting killed other than Matthew Lillard and he probably didn't even know the guy. <laughs> yeah, are these are these henchmen? Are these they're paranormal ghost millets. They're like paramillet SWAT for ghost hunters, right? Yeah. They, I mean, unless they didn't know what was happening. I mean, why? they were the bait, I why, guess. Why? Maybe they wore the clear jackets to show that they had uniforms. The people are like, I gave uniforms for all these extras. We're not putting rain jackets over them. We're giving them clear rain jackets. <laughs> I really hope that is what happened. I want to see a fight between the, the wardrobe designer and the director. <laughs> clear rain jackets now i mean i maybe they did that for um to mimic the house in the future or in the in the future scenes whoa that would that might be giving them too much credit for this film though that's i like it let's say that okay well, that's a good uh, and that, that guy was throwing cars around oh the the juggernaut yeah oh yeah the, the, there's a scene at the end when he gets he gets out and he's killing people when he sucks a guy through the back of a car through his stomach and his his back breaks in half was that's he terrifying. The, was he in the trunk i that's what they implied so when you think of juggernauts you think of x-men and a juggernaut running correct just a fast moving unstoppable yeah. train this dude yeah. just walks and drops cars on people is that a juggernaut i i would say so he he was by far the scariest ghost in the film the largest and most uh, – maybe – was he the most deadly? I think he killed the most people in the film. Yeah, supposedly nine, but there were 40 in the place. And then he crushed – he smashed Lillard in half. I liked how remorseless he was. Uh, the, the director did say he wanted these ghosts to be scary, and he was definitely scary. Right, juicy is scary. Ju very juicy. There's so <laughs> much juice. That's where we have to budget. Speaking about the beginning of the movie still, I, yeah. know, I know you want to talk about this. The truck filled with blood. Yeah, that just blew up, right? Uh, it it no, just, a guy just went shot in, blood everywhere. Yeah, a guy went into it, right, and blood just exploded. Yeah, and he was driving down the middle of it, middle of the, the – was it what is it, a junkyard? Shooting blood everywhere. But oh, what yeah. I noticed is, is that blood, it looked like high C. It was so bright red. There was no way that that was actual blood. And the blood that Lillard had on his face at the end was very bright red too. Mm -hmm. And And what I did – I did some math for this episode because oh I wanted to know. Yeah. So I tried to figure out how much blood was actually in that vehicle. And I guessed by looking at pictures and reading about trucks that about 3000 gallons of blood. Oh my. So that's, that's like a little, it's probably what 2,800 humans, 2,700 people or cow it's, blood, I guess. I, I did both of those. It's 2,500 people uh -huh. or 292 cows. It's got to be cows, right? It has to be cows, unless it's high C, and then it's six thousand four hundred sixty ounce cans of high C. I like that because were they I, were they trying to make everything sticky? 
I I don't know. They they just said they needed to to draw him out, but they never explained why the blood drew him out. It seemed like if they were just there, the the juggernaut was going to kill someone. Yeah, that's a very good. That's a very interesting question that you posed. Maybe it just it made everything good. look bloody. Maybe you could get away with an R rating if there's blood all over the place already and someone falls into it and blood splatters. Is is this an R rating? Yeah. Oh man, I get maybe it's for nudity. Oh I... yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean that lady's. I mean it's probably all prosthetics, maybe, but she's naked the whole time. Yeah, I I, I would go with prosthetics. I I'm not sure. The angry princess. <laughs> yes, uh, her backstory is really sad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They don't go into it at all. Yeah, it is bad. She was like a a cutter, right? And then she eventually committed suicide. She worked for a plastic surgeon, and he paid her in surgery. And then after a botched surgery that she performed herself, and she messed herself up, she committed suicide. Oh my goodness! Yeah, all the all the backstories on these ghosts are terrifying. I like the torn <laughs> prints. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah, I like I like that one too. Uh, very fifties. The the one that creeps me out the most is the torso. Yeah, that, they didn't show it much, but when I saw it, I was like, whoa. Yeah, it was it was like one or two scenes, uh, uh, and I, I was like, that's the scariest ghost here. But while it's the scariest ghost, I think it's the one that I could most get away with away from of all the 13 ghosts. You and I could I jump guess. over it. Oh, yeah, and it also can't chase you. It can't <laughs> see you because it has to carry its head, so it's like one-armed chasing you. Yeah, that thing's – we'll be all right with that. No, I, yeah. I, have a, do, I do have a question for you. We were watching it, and – they Lillard and Shaloub, action hero Shaloub, have the the glass no the ecto parm glass right ecto parm right is ecto that bar ecto bar glass and they are pushing the torn prince and they smush the core the torn prince into some glass and he gets smushed but then he comes back later so can you smush a ghost and it just comes back. I guess so. That's a really good point. Because when I when I saw that, I didn't remember the ending, and I was like, "Oh, they killed a ghost. Now they can go around and kill all the other ghosts." Uh, but apparently, you can. Apparently, you can just uh, hurt it for a little bit, and it'll pop back up. Because they smushed them. Yeah, they absolutely did. Yeah, they just forgot the rules of their own universe. Whoa! How <laughs> awesome would that have been if they killed it, right? But then he was the failsafe. So then that forced him to become. The 12th. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the whole the whole 13th ghost thing. I don't get it. I, it doesn't make any sense in some ways. <laughs> like, like, I know that the, the 13th ghost is supposed to be a pair with the fourth ghost, which is his wife. And he has to kill himself in the machine to become the ghost. Uh, but then... You know, like Matthew Lillard's there, I guess. I, I don't know. I, it, it's a little confusing. Uh, but the most confusing part is the the whole Cyrus's whole plan. He's like, I'm going to pretend to be a ghost. And then it takes, like, the math professor at the end to count to 13 <laughs> and say, oh, you can't be the, ghost, the, the final ghost. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Think about that. Like, that's the whole reason they set him up as, as a math professor, so he could count to 13 at the end. Wow, that's awesome! <laughs> I would that would have been aw like if the people around him were like, "Whoa, like, who did F. Murray Abraham's makeup?" Because did it? Did he hire the lawyer? No, he <laughs> killed the lawyer because he put the money on that pedal. Yeah. So who he, put that? Who did the prosthetic 
slit throat on him. I'm imagining that he did it himself. He was just like in the bathroom working on it. It's like, I got to look good. I got to fake everyone out. <laughs> but I but I'm not wearing the same thing I was killed in. So, you know, that clearly I'm not a ghost. I mean, that's, that's a good makeup job. I mean, that's that's he did a very good job. It's probably even better than we imagined, because given the time frame, like there wasn't YouTube videos or YouTube tutorials. So he had to figure that out himself. So he must have had a knowledge of it beforehand. I hope so. It I guess he had, been, he had been planning it for years, right? It sounds like he'd been planning it for years. I, I, you, we're not quite sure how long it took to capture those 12 ghosts. Who built the house? Well, I mean, I, I mean, he built it, but is like a contractor, like a ghost contractor, ghost I mean, house contractor. I guess he had his own SWAT team. Yeah, he was he was rich. Remember the the, the great line? Like Cyrus is a genius of money. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he said. It's like, well, thanks for telling us. Yeah. You know what else I love in this movie? It's a glass house, and then Tony Shalhoub goes, "Now no one throw a rock." I'm like, "Oh, Tony, <laughs> Tony Shalhoub, come on, man." Oh, oh. So I I feel like we're jumping all over this place or with this film, and I. I want to touch on the scene immediately after the beginning of the film, like uh -huh. the action junkyard scene, the the backstory scene of the house. Oh, geez Louise. <laughs> which I was completely not prepared for when it just describe it. It's it's just a, a pan of a house with people talking in the background of what's happening. Uh, and I, I was also like I was sort of like, did they just forget to film this scene? <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, what is happening? Here? That's a lot of budget right there. They probably had to keep it all for the for the ectopar glass, ectobar you, glass. But you know, the director was like, "This is the coolest scene in the movie. This is, has so much energy and so so much pathos." And it's it's just like, "Oh no, someone got caught in a fire." There's multiple exits out of this home too, and she's like, "I'm stuck." I'm like, "Wait, how? It's a tiny house." I know. Yeah, that, that scene really blew my mind. I, that's when I knew I was in for a, a fun movie. <laughs> and even, you know what's wild is, even after I've seen this movie before, I thought Shalhoub was married to Maggie. <laughs> I, thought I, that for, I thought for that for half the movie. And then <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's not? But then he's so behind on all his bills, how could he afford to pay a full-time babysitter? I My theory is, is that... She she does this because she's like a family friend and knows them or oh, something. Okay. Yeah, because I thought this. I had the same question. They're like, we don't have any bills, and they're like, but you have a housekeeper who's also not very good at it. <laughs> so she must be a friend then, right? Because she has to be. Yeah, you're not paying me. Maybe she's secretly into him though. Yeah, I mean Shalub. Did you see that jump he did in the fist fight? <laughs> he's very <laughs> ang he's very angry in this movie. He's screaming at. He's very. He spills coffee all over himself. I've been watching movies lately where a lot of people spill coffee on themselves. Friday the Thirteenth, Final Chapter, this one. There's another. People always spill coffee. I mean, it's very relatable. I've I probably spill coffee on myself once every two weeks. I did it yesterday. See, it happens. My the lid on my thing wasn't on enough, and it spilled on my uh, nice shirt. <laughs> I wasn't worried about my shirt. I was worried about the the drop coffee. Exactly. That's what you get for wearing a nice shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know what's kind of crazy about this movie is i don't uh you I, you obviously did the research but sean hargraves the guy who did the production design in this movie he's the senior concept designer on thor ragnarok star wars episode 9 avengers infinity war guardians 2 pacific rim 2 and he did visual effects on the last crusade the abyss and the hunt for red october i mean his his career took off yeah it's 
I mean, it's a all the visual effects look good. There's nothing that doesn't look good about it. The only problem they have with it is they light everything so you can see it all. So there's no sense of menace. It's yeah. more of like it's like um it's it's heavy handed in like a new metal sense. I mean, there was new metal in this movie. That was that that was tricky, and that was not new metal. That that is um oh that wasn't oh new God. metal. No, tri- tricky is not new metal. Oh okay. Uh, yeah, that is that is a British. I can't remember it. Something pop. Um, it's a, but it is a hybrid genre. Uh, but I I own that album. It's the only reason I know that. <laughs> Wait, thir- thir- you own the Thirteen Ghosts soundtrack? No, the the tricky album. Oh okay, got it. I'm like that's commitment yeah, he, right there. I looked up the soundtrack. Uh, there's only two songs, and the rest are just parts of like the film. And oh. like one of them, one of them's called the uh, the what's it the, the the demise of Matthew Little's character. <laughs> I don't want to remember <laughs> that because I liked him in this movie. I know this is one of his better movies. And you know what else I loved is Greg Nicotero and Robert Kurtzman did the special effects, a lot of uh, the makeup. Yeah, uh, I, the, I mean we I mean, can the, say this a million times. Like it looks really good. They got the dudes from Evil Dead, Army of Darkness, and the Mouth of Madness, Spawn, Faculty, and from Dust Till Dawn. It's nuts. Like, so this movie had a $42 million budget, and let's, they probably shot it in, what, 2000 So with inflation, you know, that's probably, what, $60 million, $65 million? That's a lot for a horror film. Mm. I mean, six, yeah. That's a lot. Oh, I guess, you know, what happened at the time was the haunting with Owen Wilson and Lily Taylor, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so before I forget, First, Tricky, the musician, he he does trip hop. Uh, so that genre is trip hop with like massive attack. Got it. And uh, Alana Smorsett's the the background voice, by the way, in that that song. The what? Woman. Yeah, yeah, she's uncredited. Uh, I went down a rabbit hole with this film. I was just like looking at a million different things. Uh, but I that movie you're talking about uh, was it uh, Haunted House, a ha- House on Haunted Hill? Yeah, House on Haunted Hill with yeah, Jeffrey that's the Rush, same right? I think so. Yeah. That's the same production company. Dark Castle. Yeah, yeah. Did you read anything about Dark Castle? Well, I mean, they did The Haunting, right? And then they did this, and then they did 13 Ghosts. What, what were their other movies? So these are the ones that, that I saw. So well, here's the background on it is that the idea of it, they formed this company to do movies that William Castle produced, to do remakes of William Castle movies. And William Castle is essentially this gimmick uh, director known for, like, like ghost o vision and like putting things in seats and shaking. Like when you think of like a shock, schlock director from the fifties, this is the dude, right? Um, so they, they, these bunch of people decided to remake his crazy movies and they f- formed dark castle entertainment. And the movies that they did where they did house on high hill and they did 13 ghosts with are both remakes of William castle movies. And then they completely dropped that and did whatever they wanted. So they did ghost ship, Gothica and house of wax, uh, and I think a more recent one, quote unquote, is uh, Split. Oh, I love Split. Yeah, Split's amazing. Uh, there's definitely like a an increase in like, okay, we're gonna we're doing better movies because because I don't know if you've seen Ghost Ship, but I remember seeing that in the theater and like, this is a really bad movie. <laughs> very, very bad. And it's pretty. You know, I, they must have been profitable because this movie made 68 million worldwide. And Gothica, when I added inflation, I was I did some research lately uh, for Robert Downey Jr. movies. That did like 114 million with inflation. Gothica's so a good movie. They made some money, I guess. Some money. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of want to think of them as like the uh, the Bloomhouse, maybe, and maybe a little more money into it. You know how like Bloomhouse is like you were gonna spend like 10 million dollars and nothing else, and that's it. Yeah. Um, and There's maybe eight dollars. I'll see in two weeks. <laughs> 
<laughs> what are you going to get? If it makes us $300, you know, how much profit is that? <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> Use your phone. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I have another really weird bit of trivia for you. Yeah, let's hear it. And th so this comes from IMDb, and I don't know if it's true, but I want it to be true. Okay. So when they walk into the house for their first time, there is the samurai room. Yeah. They show all those swords. One of the swords is from Highlander, the series. So when they walked into that house, there was that samurai suit. And I think there was a huge missed opportunity to have a samurai in this film. I really, really thought there was going to be one. And I was disappointed that there wasn't. There should have been. That would have, been, yeah. that would have looked awesome. Yeah. I mean, they, it looked like they only collected ghosts from North America. Like this wasn't an international ghost mission. I want a movie of F. Murray Abraham and Matthew Lillard going around and catching the other 11 ghosts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And okay, so I know we're jumping around. That's fine. But at the end of the film, the house blows up, right? And then all the ghosts walk out. That's essentially setting up for the sequel with Tony Shalhoub's character going around catching the ghosts because they're they're murderers. He let a bunch of like serial killer ghosts out in the world and was completely nonplussed about it. And no one's out there catching the ghosts because F. Murray Abraham stopped. Yeah, and then and Matthew Lillard's dead. That juggernaut is going to murder hundreds. Yeah, killed 40 people, and they're like, hey, there he is. He's walking into the woods. I hope, I hope he doesn't run into some Boy Scouts. Now, they <laughs> stop F. Murray Abraham from just simply looking back and forth into the future. That's it, right? Yeah, it was very convoluted. They're like, you could see anywhere in time, and then you'll become all-powerful. But how long would the Oculus stay open? Was this a power that he was just constantly granted? Like. They were very confused about it. Was he drawing power from the ghosts when they were in those cubes? So why did they have to go stand around the portal? I, um, magic? <laughs> I don't think they were drawing power from it until they went into the circle and completed the spell. Oh, okay. Yeah. They were, I, it was, like I said, it was very, very confusing. This and movie could have been very simple. Like he just needed a 13th ghost, so he brings the family there to kill him. Yeah, you have to kill one of them or force someone to die, and then boom, you're powering your 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 Oculus engine. You don't even need the Oculus, right? You could just have a chant in a circle full of dust or whatever you do in like a witch's circle. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, a hexagon or, or a, a six-pointed star, and there you go. Just go Suspiria, like the latest one. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I I know – I saw that in the theater. I was really hyped for it. I don't do well with body horror. It's one of the few movies that I turned my head. I was like, I like covered my eyes in the theater. I'm a grown man, like come like looking through a little slit in my fingers. Oh, that, that, that was a brutal. Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah. See, they could have done that and not had the bad. Now, I don't, you know me, man. I don't like hating on movies, but I felt like the CGI in this 2001 movie, CGI was good at that time. It was not good. No, it wasn't. It looked like a video game. Yeah. Like a really like a really early uh, uh, rendition of a video game, and I I was watching the backstory on it, and they they were like really proud of it, and I was like really like it's like it looks it looks pretty bad actually. I read between the lines a little bit, and the guy's like, for the time we had, I think we did good. You know what I mean? <laughs> good for him, yeah. yeah. He's like, I, I had two weeks and I got it done. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, here, Mark, here, uh, Bl Jason Blum gives me eight bucks, tells me I have three days to make a movie. If I turn anything out, I'm going to be like, yeah, it's not bad. Because that, that definitely threw me out a little bit of the film because I just wanted more of the ghosts. I wanted more of that dude with the baseball bat. I wanted more of the samurai ghost that didn't even exist, but I want it now. 
I don't know why they teased us like that. God. Oh, man. I was really hyped because I had to, didn't remember all the ghosts. I was like, oh, we're going to get a, so- a ghost sword fight scene. And then nothing. Didn't get anything. Oh, man. Matthew uh, Lillard sword fighting an invisible ghost. <laughs> that's that's a pre in the prequel. <laughs> oh, I want that movie. Let's do it. Talking about something that pulled me out of this film is, again, at the beginning when they're all having uh, breakfast and the little kid's like – you're a slut oh yeah <laughs> and i was like really like like you can just say this like the 2000s were a much different time <laughs> yeah and then you're like no she's a bitch right isn't that what yeah, they said that's exactly what the may or the the, the babysitter says and i was like oh oh these precocious uh, children that kid's a brat in this movie dude and i'm i'm very happy he disappeared quickly because oh yeah he does not listen to anything did you pay? Did you hear what he was recording? He was had his own radio show. Did you hear what it was called? No. What was it? Death in America. Oh wow! He was just recording like people who died, how they died. <laughs> I mean, he's he's true crime. He, I mean, he is the one of the first podcasters. <laughs> That's big business right now, right? It is. Yeah, look at us. <laughs> he's probably doing how to make a murderer right right now. This kid. <laughs> could you imagine him like recording it then handing it to his dad for his dad's drive to work and being like put this cassette in and tell me what you think <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's interesting wait i'm sorry i gotta do this are they gonna help hunt those ghosts down are those ghosts go- those ghosts walked away peacefully right so are they but- done killing now that's not from what I understood from the movie. I understand that they are just malevolent spirits who are going to kill people, period. Should they tell somebody? They probably should, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. You're going to have a, a forest filled with evil ghosts. The rest of their lives, like Matthew Lillard said, ghosts are everywhere. Are they going to wear the glasses? Oh, man. Uh, I bet they. I bet they take them. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and they probably wear them every now and then, maybe on Halloween, see who's a really a ghost. Uh, but I don't think they're going to, like, wham around everywhere because they, they're not in style. They dated pretty fast. Those are like Oakleys. Yeah, this is a terrifying ending, though. The rest of it their is. lives, they're going to know that there are horrible spirits out there just crushing people. Who, who know who you are and may have ill feelings towards you. They gossip, ghosts do. Ghost gossip, definitely. What I else want, they have to do? I want that show. Ghost gossip. <laughs> CW this this fall. I mean, that does sound like a really good CW show, actually. Ghost gossip girls. <laughs> it's like supernatural and gossip girls. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I want this, and it's just ghosts. Well, Riverdale's getting so crazy. I watch Riverdale. I'm not ashamed of it. That show's getting so insane. I I could see gossip ghosts on that show next season. I haven't. I haven't started um, – no, that's not true. I watched the first four episodes. I didn't. I just didn't get into it. So bad. It jumped to like the eighth. It's okay. a total waste of all this supernatural crap. And once they get past that, it goes back to bonkers town. <laughs> We're kind of living in a golden age of weird, strange, like sort of horror. It's not, it's not like straight up our horror, but uh, spookiness with that and Sabrina and Supernatural and – yeah, and according, sort of to, a horror according to Jim. According to Jim, I don't know what that is. Oh, that was the John Jim Belushi show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <CBS>. <laughs> no, definitely it's, don't it's, remember. It's your birthday. That show had like seven thousand episodes. All right, so how about this? 
You and I are going to okay. stop the podcast right now. We're going to watch all of According to Jim, and we're going to finish up this podcast just talking about that. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds, yeah, that sounds great. We all, can right. Do this. all right, we'll take a break and we'll do it. We'll be right back. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome back to movies, films, and flicks. And so what do you think about According to Jim? It's fantastic. I am so happy you forced me to watch this. Uh, I'm going to spread the word. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to get it out there. We're going to get it an Emmy, cause, but it's been off the air for 10 years. But we'll still get, we're going we're gonna to work on getting an Emmy. An honorary Emmy. Yeah, honorary for, for Emmy. Achievement. Yeah, achievement. I mean, it ran 100 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> That's a, we really plowed through that pretty fast. I mean... <laughs> I mean, 20 minutes, right? We haven't slept in a few days, but we did it. Yeah. Well, no, actually, you could you could get that done in 24 hours. All right. So let's say it's 100 episodes or 20 minutes. I don't want to do math. But uh, yeah, I mean, we could knock that out. I stopped doing that. I do enough math when I write every day. I don't want to do it when I'm thinking later on. Now, hey, I just want to say before we get too far into the podcast, I just want to say everyone should listen to your podcast. Do you want to tell us about it? Yeah, so I am the co-host of Award Wieners, and it is a podcast about Oscar-winning Oscar movies and hot dogs. So we are going through all 91 Best Picture winners, and for every Best Picture winner, we are making a unique hot dog. And the, the idea is really to celebrate film and American pop culture. And you throw in other reviews as well, too. Yeah, right. every now and then we'll do, like, uh, uh, major movies. So so we're doing Marvel, so we're definitely going to do the fourth um so this is actually the is it the fourth Avengers movie or the third yeah one? fourth <laughs> we're gonna do the fourth Avengers movie we we are definitely gonna do that one and then we do like sort of things around special things that we like so uh, I did GI Joe because that was my favorite movie growing up uh, oh, the, wow. the animated one and uh, uh, so we we do it every now and then we did Idiocracy too but primarily we're just really trying to get through all of the Best Picture winners it comes out twice a month um, I have learned a lot about Oscars. Uh, my big day was on Sunday because I was I watched all three and a half hours of the the Oscar ceremony. Wow! How many did you get right? I know you had your prediction. I didn't get the chance to listen to your prediction podcast. How many did you get right? I got sixteen out of twenty four. I got and the fourteen. Oh, okay. So you, that's actually pretty good. I, I, like we didn't we didn't have great uh, a lot. Not, no one got more than eighteen. Eighteen was the number one. Um, and to, to give give everyone an explanation of what's going on, so we ran an Oscar poll with all our audience, uh, and whoever won gets to pick our next movie. Uh, and the movie that that person picked is Chicago. So Chicago is coming down the pipeline. Nice. I was listening to No Country for Old Men, and you picked a hot dog without a bun. So no no bun for hot dogs, like No Country for Old Men. <laughs> Yeah. And then the other one was a taco dog, like a Tex-Mex kind of dog. Yeah, yeah. We we always try to do something related to the film. And I when I do the research, I try to find, like, what is a food that's been in the background or what is uh, a food that's related to the story. So so it might be, like, Amadeus. We did stuff with veal because <laughs> it takes place in Vienna. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of F. Murray Abraham. Are we? Is he from Vienna? Oh, no, he was in uh, uh, 13 Ghosts. Oh, my God, he was. Oh, he was in uh, Amadeus. Yeah. So I'm going to get us our, our, our PG-13 rating here. So we're watching 
this movie, and I, I bring up Megan, she's on the, the pod occasionally, she she looks at the screen and she goes, oh, that's that fuck from Homeland. Because he's, <laughs> he's the bad guy in it, darn a doll. And I just started laughing that she said that. <laughs> I always go to Amadeus, but I love that. I'm just like, yes, that's a dude from Homeland. I love that line. But no, so I, I, Oh, go for it, sorry. I watched, I made my girlfriend watch this with me, and at the end of it, she goes, this is a movie that has a lot of really great ideas, but needed some work. <laughs> I was That's like, really so great. You, yeah, I was like, you're right. Like, there's a lot of fantastic things that are about this movie, and I generally like it. I know that we're, like, kind of making fun of it, but it's out of love, uh, but it's it has some great concepts to it. Oh, no, I, we're, I'm all over it. I just want to say uh, to the listeners... Uh, you know that I love data collection. You know I love diving into movies. Uh, David does the same. He's a data junkie like I am. So if you want to learn a lot about these movies that have been have won Academy Awards, definitely check it out because you guys drop some knowledge. Yeah, I, I like to go in and look at the IMD or Rotten Tomatoes listings. And the piece that I have coming out, you actually saw and read. Yeah. I'm going to put it on my blog. Is uh, It talks about what the biggest discrepancy is between uh, critics and audiences with best picture winners and this is going to blow your mind so here's a a sneak peek um it's rocky rocky has the most you know argument between critics and audiences wow and now rocky is a 90 percent movie according to critics correct yeah it's up there i think it's i think it's actually higher than that um and and the thing is that critics really like it and the audiences give it like a 70 wow that's yeah it, it's you know, opposite of what you do you know what it is, though? People don't realize that Rocky is Rocky. A lot of people think Rocky is Rocky Four, right? Oh, yeah. So when you yeah. watch Rocky, you're like, this isn't Rocky Four. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did you – speaking of Rocky, you, you did math on how much of Rocky Four's montage, right? I thought I had read an article about how much of Rocky Four was montage, and it was like 70%. But now I don't know if I just made that up in my head. I mean that's an article that needs to be written. Is, is where we're at. I, I think for some reason, I feel like Carl Weathers opening scene before he boxes is about 30 minutes long because he's just yeah. dancing. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but in, in Rocky four, there's that scene where he's driving and thinking about the other movies, which is also a <laughs> montage. And then he goes to Russia and has a montage and then he fights. It's just like three montages in a row and then a really awesome fight. And then those fights are kind of montages because they go from round to round. Right. Is that still a montage? I, if you're like, instead of like a hard cut to the future, you're just like slowly like going through it. I, I guess so. All right. I got to look this up. I'll have it done yeah. before this is released so no one can steal it from us. <laughs> okay. I really want to know about this. Actually. I'm going to put that movie in and watch it. All right. So uh, getting back to, to, to 13 ghosts, uh, is there anything else you kind of wanted to tackle in this movie? Is there anything else you were thinking about before we move on with our, uh, our ghost list that we don't want to be stuck in a house with? No, I think I covered everything. How about you? I mean, yeah, I, th I think I'm pretty good. I mean, I love the – we've already talked about the creature design all, all over the place. I just got to say Matthew Lillard's awesome. I just got to say that. Oh, wait. Can explosives blow people back to the 15th century? Can they? Oh. Remember that line? Yeah, yeah. And I, does she know how to work C4? I don't know what she knows how to do. <laughs> <laughs> she can throw, she can throw uh, flares in slow motion. <laughs> yeah, that was impressive flare throw. Fl wait, flare throwing. I guess that is something we should talk about. There is a lot of slow motion in this movie. A lot of it. A lot <laughs> and of it's, slow it's, it's unnecessary slow motion. Is the fist fight between Tony Shalhoub and F. Murray Abraham slow-mo? They probably sped that up to make it look faster, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I didn't like, though, is that M. Beth, she gets a lot weaker. 
So in the beginning, she's this badass saving people from ghosts, and then she becomes F. Murray's total lackey. I didn't like that oh, yeah. flip from her. That 180 was insane. Like, they, you don't really understand, like, how that happened. It's just like, all right, we need to get rid of this character, and, uh, okay, done. <laughs> they smushed They just smushed her. It's so bad CGI, too. Horrible CGI. <laughs> like, the, I think the, the guys, oh, wait, and that door that cuts the lawyer in half, how sharp is that? Ugh. It has to be super sharp, but think of the force, too, the pressure that has to do that. It went through shoes. Yeah, and skull, yeah. And spine, right? Well, not maybe not spine, but it went through bone and clothes and shoe perfectly. Yeah. Oh. So, so this reminds me of one thing we have not talked about that I really wanted to talk about, and I, I just, like, scrolled up the top of my notes. So when you die, do you think you automatically learn Latin? <laughs> <laughs> you must, right? You have to because it's like whenever there's a ghost movie, they're like, this is Latin. It's going to summon the ghosts. But I don't know Latin. If I was a ghost, so you could be doing all that you want. I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> wow. That's a great question. <laughs> and I mean, I guess they... I'm, I'm going to steal that bit now. I'm stealing that. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to be killing it at parties, dude. I mean, the follow-up is, is like if I did die and became a ghost, what language would I want to learn so I could get summoned by that language? <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good i'm my mind i don't get my mind blown very awesome off off <laughs> often but i love that yeah i i don't know actually i i actually didn't think about the language actually like i just like, thought, like i should have a language decided like like maybe maybe the language that would summon me is um i i don't know um french right like yeah. like then you know, i don't but latin i don't want to do latin it's a dead language <laughs> i want to be maybe swedish Mm, that's a good one. I need. I just what, need to go back to my roots, you know. And I want to be a part-time Viking sometime. So I think you kind of have to know Swedish. What if it was sign language? Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'd do that one. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty fun one. I would love that. <laughs> so yeah, I thought about that a lot. Actually, <laughs> like watching, I was like, why do they all do Latin? That's, oh. a, that's a good bit. When you get around thirteenth Ghost fans, you need to use this. <laughs> so there's two of us yeah uh, <laughs> next time you talk to me you need to say it again okay no actually i've talked to people about 13 ghosts and hey we're doing a podcast about 13 ghosts everybody about our age hasn't seen it since 2001 but everyone's like i love that movie yeah yeah i mean the question is like did it did it hold up for you is it still awesome okay i like the creature designs i like matthew lillard i like tony shalhoub fist fighting yes I'll say yes, okay, more so than no because of the practical sets. Yeah, so I, I think I agree with you. It's not what I remembered it, but I like it for other reasons. It's like I like how inventive it is. Inventive it is. I like how all everything looks weird. Uh, I, I like Matthew Lillard as much as I did when I first saw it. So that's that's that, cool. That turtleneck. And yeah. also it, it wasn't as – so we just did a pod about Idle Hands. And you watch it again, and there's just those early 2000s, late 90s lines. I don't really want to, like, say on the pod, but you're just like, oh, guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, you know, like, that's so, um, it, it doesn't age well. But this one doesn't really have a lot of that in it. So it doesn't yeah. stop it from, it, it ages more gracefully than I think a lot of mo other movies do. Yeah, they, there was, like, one or two moments I cringed, like, the when they made the, when Maggie made the noises and the, like it sounded like a record scratch. Oh yeah. Was, oh like, god. Ron... Like, Ooh, that's bad, bad. Yeah, I was like, that hurts. And then the, the you know she's like, I'm I'm in a house of white people. 
yeah, crazy white people. And you're like, what? Why are they crazy? They just came to this house, and you're you're running around with them, so you're just as crazy. And why are you here? You're their babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think there's something going on between her and Shalub. Yeah, there's definitely something going on there. Oh yeah, they just kind of hide it. And Shannon Elizabeth seems very naive and all about bathrooms. She she doesn't notice it. And then the kid doesn't. The kid see when it was podcasting. <laughs> right. So we got we got three questions here that we'll get to, then we'll move on. So Buddy Deal asks, why just one pod for what? thirteen ghosts? <laughs> Instead of thirteen pods? Imagine if you and I did thirteen pods about thirteen ghosts. That would get ugly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, had you think you could talk for an hour about each of the ghosts? Yes. But it yeah, would I... it would we would do do a lot of side stories. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, we'd have to read a little bit more. Could I, I don't know if I could do an hour podcast with each ghost because the only thing I know about it is like, like what I read and what I saw on, on the, the back or the backup content. And that's only like 12 minutes each. So there's only like an extra half hour of content. We would have to do the to 30 best scenes involving flares. So 30? Jurassic Park. And oh then like, God. that's how we could do it. Right. Uh, 20 best moments involving baseball bats. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And we could do one, you know, best CGI things that aren't very good looking. So we'd have to do so many lists, like best tall guy who's violent, like Jaws <laughs> from Bond movies. Like we would, we would have to spin it, you know. Which Juggernaut's gonna win in a in a fight? Yeah, we would just pick. <laughs> oh, just talking about huge, like the the Juggernaut from X Men: The Last Stand, Juggernaut from Deadpool Two, uh, the huge thing from Three Hundred, the Juggernaut here. Yeah, who who's gonna win? Uh, you, I, can you kill a ghost? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's another great question. I <laughs> see we could do it. I don't want to do it, but we could do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be a little bit like that podcast where the, the guys watch the same movie every week. Oh, yeah. Grown Ups, I think they did. Yeah. Grown Ups 2. <laughs> they didn't even watch. No, they didn't. It was a Grown Ups 2 or Sex in the City 2. It doesn't matter. But they watch the same movie every every day or every week for a year. Is it? Does it stay fresh? uh it they come up with insane theories because they slowly go crazy <laughs> i need to do that because i'm already close to that so imagine if i start doing it. <laughs> uh all right so the next question is by max cat and she asks will there be scooby snacks oh my god i'm so happy you brought this up uh i i, I ate some some graham crackers while watching it that's not a joke so i i hope so i hope those count I had a graham uh, cracker with peanut butter earlier, and it was delicious. My girlfriend thinks I'm weird for doing that. What? She it's a sandwich. Was, yeah, she was like, why do you eat peanut butter on graham crackers? And I was like, uh, why don't you? This is the best thing ever. <laughs> I like that response. Why don't you? Uh, but we did talk about Matthew Lillard as Scooby yep. right, or Shaggy. Yep. He was born to play that role. Like, so good. Did you read – I don't know if you caught the article I wrote. I put up on Reddit, and it got – like uh, tons of views. I figured out how many calories that Shaggy and Scooby ingested while eating a cotton candy monster. Oh my God. That's one of my, my favorite things of yours I've read. Yeah. And they did like 20,000 each, I think. Oh my God. It's terrifying. They, yeah. they ate a monster. <laughs> and they left its carcass just laying there probably. And then they had pieces <laughs> of it on him and the creature was terrified. I, I went and saw that first movie when I was, when it came out in the theater. So I was, I was like 20. I went to a theater by myself to go watch that because I loved Scooby-Doo so much. And I was the only one in the theater. It was like 11 o'clock on a Wednesday. <laughs> wow. And then they, eat, they ate the cotton. I mean, Sarah Michelle Gellar was in it, you know, for people our age. And then also James Gunn wrote it. And he also wrote two lines for this movie. He wrote the petting zoo line in this movie. 
Did you know that? Really? Yep. Oh, I had no idea. On IMDb, it says co-written by James Gunn, and I found a tweet by him saying, I just wrote two jokes, and one was the petting zoo joke. <laughs> well, I like Matthew Lillard said that. It's not a petting zoo down there. There's ghosts. <laughs> and then the last question by Kieran Sweeney is, do the neighbors have a spare key? Were there neighbors? There weren't. At the very beginning, the lawyer was like, hey, no one lives around here. Like, they, that's how they got out of like the neighbors stumbling into them. And this was 2001, so none of them had cell phones. Yeah, no one had cell phones, and then the power might actually be going in or out. That's that's a lie. <laughs> I mean, that uh, thing could have sucked the power from a grid. I mean, that's a lot of power being used. Yeah, it could have. Do you do you? Th how do you think they're seeing uh, that from space? <laughs> how do you think Rafkin knew to be there at that time? Wow. And I I think I have a theory. Yeah, let's hear it. That when he touched. Uh, Cyrus at the beginning, he got an impression of what was going, what he was doing. Oh, you're right. He touched his shoulder, and then F. Murray knew what was up. Yeah, yeah, and he wanted to be there, I guess, to get money. They didn't really go like they they kind of implied that he was there to get the money, but he was also owed a, there. He was owed a shitload of money. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I love when he said it. He owes me a shitload of money. I mean, he by far he was the one who was giving it 100. percent Everyone else was just just phoning it in. Oh my gosh, everybody! F. Murray Abraham hated being there. Tony Shalhoub hated being there. I just yeah, <laughs> Matthew Lillard was like, "This is my chance to be a hero," and then he got b destroyed in a great way. <laughs> I mean, we remember remembering it how many years later? So obviously it was good. I remembered it in a different way. We just remember he got killed. Yeah, it's true. I was so bummed. I, I, I was too. I mean, he's frankly, I think he's the main character of the film. And yeah, he, 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 he's, he sacrifices himself. He has a reason to be there. He's trying to save the family. Yep, he, he looks good doing it. Yeah, that's right. He looks svelte. He needed that turtleneck more. <laughs> All right, so before we got going with this, I sent you a question. I'm like, hey, let's put together. So what we're going to do is you'll pick six ghosts, I'll pick six ghosts, and then you and I will combine our powers to add the 13th. Okay. So, so we're in this house, and we're stuck with these 13. So are these ghosts... Or Whatever. like anything, anything actually. Okay, all right, awesome, awesome. Anything. I bet we have some overlap. <laughs> all right, so my first one, dude, red lipstick okay. demon from Insidious. Oh, is that the one who's played by a man but dressed up like a woman? No, that was the the. Is remember in the first one the guy with the red face? Oh and yeah. When they and he's in that creepy room in the further, and when you one of the greatest jump scares ever is when they just cut back to Patrick. I, I'm I got goosebumps right now. I got him on my head. I don't need, like something on the right side of my. I feel like a ghost is. Oh man, I hate that. I hate that red lipstick creature. But he he's behind Patrick Wilson, and he's just the creepiest, most practical, sick looking thing. And if he was yeah. in there, I'm done. I'm screaming. Yeah. I'm pushing you so, in front of me. So I for my number one draft pick here, I picked uh, Freddy from Nightmare Nightmare on Elm Street two. Ooh. When he's at the height of his power, when he can take over people's bodies and manipulate them instead of having to be in a dream. Jeez Louise. So we got Freddy Krueger from the second one in the red lipstick demon? Yeah. Wow. Scary. <laughs> I got – my second one is the crawler from The Descent. One of them? Just any of them. Oh, oh that's the that's the, mo the scariest movies I've ever seen. Oh. That's not a joke. I actually showed that uh, one of the clips today to my production design students because I watched the behind-the-scenes documentary about how they built the sets. Awesome. But that movie's so urgent and violent, and those things are just so – there's one of them called Spike. That's what they named it. And so I wouldn't want to be there with Spike because those things – Yeah, I, I, I've i seen that movie exactly once. I had nightmares from it for like 
three months, and I have not watched it since. But I maintain it's an excellent movie. <laughs> Dude, it's so it's so good. But I would hate to be chased by that. What's your uh, next one? Uh, so we talked about this already a little bit. I picked Jason from Jason X. Oh, because he's unstoppable. Like like he's just gonna like if you're in a house with him, he's gonna go through the walls. He's gonna get you. Are we talking Mecca, Jason? The, or yeah, yeah, he he's half robot. Wow, we're done. Yeah, he, you're, I mean, they got rid of him by shooting him out out the airlock in that film. So what are we going to do, push him out of the house? Yeah, we're done. We better hope he knows Latin. <laughs> and <laughs> listens to Latin. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put uh, Samara from The Ring. That's a good one, yeah. Because yeah. you can't look at her, right? Oh, that's can, also really scary. Can you look at her? I think you can look at her, but I mean, do they show her actually killing anyone? They, like, they show her touching people, then they like cut away? Yeah. I don't know. We're doomed. Yeah, this we're. It only. Get, I mean, frankly, it only gets worse for me. Like, there's support <laughs> coming here that like this is just a bad idea. <laughs> All right, who who do you got? Okay, so this this one is the a face hugger from Aliens. Oh my gosh, just the face hugger? Yeah, just the face hugger. Like, oh, it's gonna catch goodness. you. Like... <laughs> That's terrifying. That thing's yeah. so scary, dude. Oh, yeah, and then but the thing is, like, it'll catch you. It won't kill you. But then you turn into an alien and you die. <laughs> and then something explodes out of you. Yeah. All right, I'm going to old school and I'm bringing Trantar the Troll from Ernest Scared Stupid. That's so good. That's it, a really do good it doesn't have a pattern. It can change its voice. It's just mean. It grabs whoever. It's opportunistic. And it's it can pull a truck. It can get hit by a truck and not be damaged at all. Oof, I think Trantor could beat Jason. You think so? Who uh, would do maybe. better getting hit by a truck? Trantor or Jason? They've both been hit by trucks for sure. <laughs> and I think it would depend on what Jason got hit by a truck. Yeah. Uh, and like in the first three movies, definitely the troll is going to take him. Yeah. First four movies, I'd say the troll could take him. But when he comes back, when he gets electrocuted and comes back, then it gets a little weird. Like, I don't know. You're right. You're right. So it, it, either way, if we hit either one of these ones with trucks, we're done. Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, we get hit with a truck, but they're going to get back up. I mean, yeah. This is a situation you – it's a hit and run. You don't stop. <laughs> yeah, they'll destroy the car though. That's the problem, right? Dragging it under the car. They're just like, oh, God. <laughs> All right, who do you got? Okay, this one, I, I went back and forth on it, but but I think this is a good one. The Blob. Whoa. Yeah, so there's this, there's this scene in The Blob, the colored version, so I guess it's the remake, where a, a cook gets sucked down a drain, Yep. and it terrifies me. So I was like – I don't want to be in a house with something that's continually growing. That, uh, he would take over the whole thing. You'd have nowhere to go. Yeah, exactly. I actually worked with that actor on a movie called Undocumented Executive. Really? Yeah. He was the guy that got sucked into the thing. Oh. <laughs> that was his one shot. <laughs> yep. I, I, I made the big time, kids. All right, so I'm going with Toby from Paranormal Activity, but before he's Toby. I'm going with Paranormal Activity 1. Okay. So okay, when that guy walks into the house, right? Remember when that Ghostbuster guy walks in the house and goes, I'm out. It doesn't yeah. want me here. I'm making it angry. I got goosebumps doing this again. He's like, they're just making me angry. Like, I, I, I'm out. This guy just left. He's like, you're screwed. <laughs> and, and his name wasn't Toby yet. It was just a mean creature. So that's my, uh, oh gosh, I love that scene where he just, where he just says, no guys, I'm, I'm out of my, I'm out of my, I'm out of the league. <laughs> The one I have next, I think this is one you're going to enjoy. Uh, the Thing from oh. The Thing. You wouldn't know who it is. 
Uh, yeah, it could be either you or me. <laughs> oh, man. So we're running together, but you're secretly a thing, just being a oh, jerk. you are. We don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> We'd have to Keith David and Kurt Russell it. Yeah, just sit down. All right, we're going to drink this bottle of booze until one of us falls asleep. Oh, man, it's such a great ending. All right, this one's weird, but I'm doing it. The alt mom from Coraline. Have you watched Coraline? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Because that mom is... That thing's just crazy, right? It's, a, yeah. it's the mom, right? Yeah, the alt mom in that world that wants to take the girl. Yeah, the, with the button eyes. Yeah. Oh, that's I, that is terrifying. I keep giving myself goosebumps. <laughs> you still have to get some good sleep tonight. I am done. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna drink a bottle of whiskey and pass out like uh, Kurt Russell or Keith David. So my final one. It was really hard, but this is the one that I think is the most dangerous. Gozer from Ghostbusters. Oh no! Oh, that'd be bad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, you don't know what's gonna be. It could be anything. Oh man, we're not getting out of this. This movie's three minutes long. <laughs> I know. We show up. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Done. Yeah. It would have to be like the ABCs of death. You know how short those are. Oh that, yeah, yeah. We would be in like a third. We'd be on T, and we just get wiped out. <laughs> immediately horribly all right so we got to pick one more so me and you and i got to pick this one uh who 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 do like who who else should we add in there that 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 we would not want is there anything else that kind of sticks in your mind mm. uh well there's the ghost guy from big trouble in little china uh which one so oh, is Lo, it the, Lo Pan? yeah isn't he uh isn't he a ghost? Yeah, he is. He's like an ancient spirit, right? Yeah, yeah. I, he would be kind of terrifying, but the one that really freaks me out is that floating ball thing. Oh, because he, he'll just rat on you. Let's just <laughs> He's do over that. here, guys. Yeah, all right, let's stick with that, because then they'd, he'd be the eyes and ears. Yeah, yeah, he, he's a scout. Oh, my uh, gosh. I was thinking no, the, the Rancor would be terrible. Oh, the Rancor would be really bad. Yeah, that's a good one. But that could work to our advantage, right? Because... We could just lead the Rancor somewhere, and it, it wouldn't care who it ran in front of. Yeah, yeah. It would just tear up who was ever there, so we could we could get away from that. So at least we could take one of them out before we're murdered horribly. I mean, I, we could probably get a face hugger. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's like, I don't know. They blood, though, don't they? Yeah, we had to, like, stab it from six feet away, and then like, we got one thing. Oh, no, here comes Jason. <laughs> <laughs> we're cheering, and then we're like, oh, no. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another one. I don't want to. Uh, I can tell you one that didn't make my list, and that was Candyman. Oh gosh. I actually saw that in theaters yesterday for the first time. Wow. Uh, it was. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a Tony Todd. Yeah. Now this is a really bad bit, but I was like joking around about what if you were at a bar and um, it was really loud, and you're standing in front of a mirror and you're trying to order a Bloody Mary, but no one's hearing you, and you keep saying it over and over. <laughs> then your drink's Mary. free yeah you're going bloody mary bloody mary bloody mary and would you get would you get gone uh i think so yeah yeah it's just any mirror right it doesn't have to be a bathroom yeah so you're ordering a drink and that happens yeah and it, but the worst part about that though is that you're doing it at a bar and you're probably doing it over brunch because you're hungover <laughs> from the night before so then like bloody mary shows up and you're hungover and you're like sweating you're just like fine take me yeah <laughs> Fair enough. I don't want to look at my credit card bill from last night anyway. Oh, I, 
Go ahead. Oh, no. Uh, what about the vampires from, from Dust Till Dawn, the band who are playing the body part guitar? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good movie. Oh, that's gross. Out. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like vampires are are less scary than some of the ones we've picked because they're like, if we could just open a window, they can't come and get us. It's like, oh, it's sunny. <laughs> they would be in trouble in the first place. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's all it's a windows. Glass house. Yeah. What glass about, houses. What about the vampire. what about the rock a rock monster? Because you're in a glass house, that'd be funny. Oh, that would be really funny. I wonder, are there? What would a rock monster be? Is there a movie with a rock monster? There uh, has to Galaxy Quest or the Oh the... God, yeah, yeah. We would just have we would just run towards the wall, right? Yeah, I mean it's a, it, they're like it's near impenetrable glass, so our best bet would be to get to get something to like to break the glass so we could run away. And right now, of the ones that I've seen, at least on my list, the only one that could do that would be Jason. Yeah, he'd he'd leave a Jason indentation in the glass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Legs are. Yeah, and and to be fair, he's probably the only one that we don't like. As long as we don't do like premarital sex and smoke some booze or go swimming, we're we're good. We can we can just like, hey Jason, just you can leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm not your relative, and I'm not Creighton Duke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last one, I, I think. All right, so Jason would just wipe you out quick, right? The blob would just suck you up. Freddy would play – the crawler would just straight up attack you, go for the throat. Samara would make you freeze your face. The worst ones, I think, to get wiped out by are – Trantor would probably just snap your neck, like Jason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Toby would just smash you around. I think the red lipstick demon or that Coraline mom would be the worst death because I feel like it would be the longest yeah i i think so too um i mean we would have to think of how freddy would kill people oh it'd be horrible yeah but in that second movie he was pretty it was pretty um bdsm ish yeah yeah (laughs) it would be probably a little bit of torture frankly we're i'm just gonna go find jason immediately (laughs) come and get me (laughs) yeah i'll just run towards him and he would just whack my head off uh so I also look. I also came up with one that I would most want to be in a house haunted house with. Who? Chucky. Oh man. I I could beat the crap out of Chucky. I I could be anywhere, and he comes at me. I'm gonna just punt him. You're right. You and I could just hold him down, right? Because he's not that <laughs> no, strong. No, he's like he's two feet tall, and like we, we don't have to worry about him. <laughs> we gotta protect our Achilles. Because that's how he gets everybody. <laughs> So just don't don't walk near beds or <laughs> stairs. Yep, yep. Or, like, if you're in an open room, like we're good. <laughs> we're, we're fine. Because just go grab the samurai sword. I mean, if we're wearing cowboy boots, are even better. Oh man, we're safe. <laughs> That'd be a funny bit, Chucky trying to slice a cowboy boot. Oh no! <laughs> My that... one weakness, <laughs> cowboy boots. Oh, that's a good bit. We we came up with some good bits tonight. I, I'm happy. I'm glad. I, I love horror movies, man. That's cool. Well, hey, I just want to say thank you for joining me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you so much. It was great. All right, so uh, check out Awards Wieners. What's, and then yeah. the next episode is Chicago? So the next episode we're going to do is Terms of Endearment. Terms of Endearment. And it's going to be Crash, then Green Book, then Chicago. Oh, this is fun. Yeah, so so I, one thing I've learned is is that uh, we try to make these fun because a lot of the the Oscar movies are very somber, a lot of them are, 
Yeah. So we try to find the interesting parts about it and, and try to have fun with it. Otherwise, we would just break down and cry because everyone's so, so sad. Here's Kramer versus Kramer today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, for example, Terms of Endearment, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's very – it's a very sad movie. So I'm I'm like, okay, how can I lighten this up so people don't cry on their way to work? <laughs> <laughs> just balling. Yeah. Balling on the train. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely love to have you back. We'll talk about what movies we're doing. This was a lot of fun. So uh, for me, Mark Hoffmeyer, for David Cross, this is Movies, Homes, and Flicks. We'll see you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.